Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. What are you afraid of? Anything? Did you know we should be afraid? Not of everything or everyone, but an appropriate fear can protect us. Now, we're not to be afraid of everything, and we can be inappropriately afraid. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus addresses fear and teaches us what or whom we should fear. Let's take our Bibles, open it to Luke chapter 12, and take a look at Whom Should I Fear? And before we study together, let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this blessed opportunity to study your word and for all of those who share in this with us. And we pray, Lord, that your desire, your will for our lives through this study would be accomplished. We understand, Father, that you just don't make that happen, that we actually have to cooperate with you in growing. You teach, we respond by faith. Help us to do that today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 12, verse 4, Jesus, speaking to his disciples in this multitude, this thousands upon thousands of people, Luke writes, And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. Now, as we look at Jesus's addressing fear, I want to point out that Jesus addresses his disciples as his friends. He says, I say to you, my friends. And I think that's something we need to acknowledge right off the bat. As disciples or followers of Jesus, we are his friends. We have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have a relationship with God the Father and the Holy Spirit that is unlike anyone else in the world. Unbelievers are not the friends of Jesus. Unbelievers are not the children of God. They do not have the Holy Spirit indwelling them, comforting them, and counseling them. We are friends with Christ. And I think if we take nothing else out of this study, we need to take that with us. I am Jesus' friend. Praise the Lord for that. You need to be aware of it, to talk to the Father with that understanding. We have a special relationship, not because we've earned it or deserved it, but because of God's grace, because of Jesus' death on the cross, because of the power of the gospel to change our hearts and lives. We are friends of Christ. We need to praise the Lord for that. And now, knowing that, the words that we hear from Jesus should be received from a friend to a friend. So he says, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body. Now, we all have to understand, those people who can kill our body, who can persecute us, who can hurt us, whether in Jesus' day they were the Pharisees and the Sadducees within the Sanhedrin court, or whether it's a thief or a robber or some kind of governmental official, police official, whoever it is, Jesus says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body. And after they have killed your body, they can't do anything else. People who can kill us are limited in their power. They can kill the body, but they can't kill the soul. That's what Jesus is emphasizing. After I die, no one can do anything more to me than what they've already done. Someone lying in a casket cannot be offended. 
You can punch or kick them. They can't be hurt. You can yell and scream at them. They can't be affected. You can't do anything more to somebody after they die. Jesus is pointing this out. But in verse 5, he says, but I will show you whom you should fear. There are individuals. No, there's not. There's an individual. There's a person whom we should fear. We're told in Timothy that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We're not supposed to live our lives in fear, in perpetual fear. Now, that doesn't mean we're not to be aware that some neighborhoods are more dangerous than others, that some behaviors are more dangerous than others, that some people might be more dangerous than others. But being afraid is not how we are to respond. We're to be wise. We're to be intelligent. We're to be informed. But God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But Jesus says here there is someone we should fear. He tells us in verse 5, fear him who, after he has killed, now that's an interesting phrase, has power to cast into hell. We are to fear him. We are to fear God. God who, after he has killed. Now stop there because this might be earth-shattering. This might shatter your understanding of God. But God has the power to take life, to take physical life. God has the power to kill. Ultimately, it is God who kills. How does he kill? It's appointed unto man once to die, and after that to judgment. It is God as absolute judge who has pronounced judgment on our sin and has condemned us to physical death. No one escapes physical death. Even the Lord Jesus, who did not sin, but bore our sin on the cross, did not escape physical death. God has the power to kill. Now, he may kill through the government, through the police, through a thief or robber, through cancer, through old age. He may kill. He may take the physical life through a lot of means, but it is God's judgment that kills. It is God's pronouncement that takes a physical life. So we are to fear the one, God, who after he has taken the life, has power to cast into hell. God has the power and the authority to kill our soul. That's called the second death, casting into eternal hell. We're not to be afraid of the one who can take our physical life. What we are to fear is the second death, not the first death. We're to fear being cast into hell. We're to fear eternal damnation and the one who can bring that about. We are to fear him. Jesus says we're to fear him. He even says at the end of verse 5, yes, I say, fear him. Now, for people all over the world, the idea of fearing God is a negative idea. They want to translate this idea of fear as we need to respect or revere God but we don't really have to be afraid of him. You need to know clearly, especially from this context, Luke 12, verses 4 and 5, this is not talking about respect. Jesus is not saying, friends, do not respect those who can kill the body. (laughs) He's not saying, I will tell you who you should respect. He's saying, I'm telling you who you should be afraid of. A healthy relationship with God, frankly, a healthy relationship with any authority, whether it's a parent or a policeman or a judge or a teacher, a healthy respect of any authority involves 
some level of fear, some acknowledgement that they have power to do in your life what you may not want to be done. Now, praise the Lord that God, although he has the power to physically kill, has also given us an opportunity through faith in Jesus Christ to be raised back to life from the dead, the resurrection. He doesn't want us to be permanently killed. For believers, death is sleeping in Christ. It's a temporary state. And God also does not want to cast anyone in hell. We are told that God is not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. We're told in John chapter 3, For God so loves the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish. God sent Jesus into the world so that we would not be cast into hell. We have a say in this. We have a part to play in this. Through faith in Jesus Christ, through receiving the gospel, we don't need to be cast into hell. So honestly, if I am right with God, if I am following Jesus Christ, if I've trusted in the gospel, I have no one to fear, not the one who can kill my body, and I don't even have to be afraid of God who can kill my body and my soul. Why? Because he has done what's necessary in my life to save my life from hell, and I have trusted in him. Now, I still am afraid of him a little bit, and so I try not to sin. I'm still afraid of him a little bit, and I don't want to disappoint him. But where at one time in my life I had a lot of fear and a little respect, now I have a lot of respect and a little bit of fear. I have gone from being a little immature person in the faith, a baby in Christ who was afraid, to being a more mature person in Christ who has respect and knows what to do and why to do it for God's glory. So what's the takeaway? Well, we're friends of Christ, and we're not to be afraid of anything on this earth the way we are to be afraid of God. We need to recognize God as having absolute power and authority over our physical and spiritual life, and acknowledge he's done everything necessary to save us from eternal judgment. We need to hear these words today, and we need to live in the power and soundness of our mind that we're called to in Scripture, not given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We need to focus on the last three, power, love, and a sound mind. That's how we are to live for God's glory and our good. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. Thank you for allowing us to be friends of your son, Jesus Christ, to be your friends, to be your children, to be in an intimate relationship with you. And thank you for allowing us, enabling us to have an appropriate understanding of fear. Now, Father, give us faith, a faith that helps us to behave rightly to the circumstances and the people in our lives and to you and your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.